building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Happy Tuesday, Giant Builders. Today I'm here with Lindsay Morales. And uh, Lindsay travels a lot. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? Hi, Lois. Yeah, so I actually moved into an RV full time um, and my with my family and we travel around the country going to different campgrounds and different places, um, seeing different things. And uh, it's a pretty amazing lifestyle. Uh, oh, that just sounds exciting. My husband and I had talked about that after we sold our last house. And he chickened out on me. I was so disappointed. He's like, oh, no, I need a home base. It's like, no, the RV is a home base. <laughs> it just moves with you. So, so yeah, I'm disappointed. I, I envy you as far as the, the country that you're seeing and just the people that you're meeting. And it must be amazing. Well, let me ask you this. How did you get into the food world? Yeah, so I started a food blog in 2019. And I, I've always loved cooking and I've always loved food. And I always um, thought that I would do something with it as a career. I wanted to go to culinary school. And I, um, I did apply and I was approved for a couple. Um, but it, back then, man, I don't, I don't know where my head was. So uh, back in college days. So um, but I started really getting into it after I had a family and I realized that cooking for your family is much different than cooking for yourself and how there's a lot of people out there who, who are looking for help with that. And um, so that's, that's how I got, got started. Obviously you're in an RV now. So how is cooking different in an RV than like a home kitchen? So, you know, it's, it's not the, the basic principles, the foundations are the same. And that's why it's been easy for me to translate those skills that I had from cooking in a house to cooking into an RV. But there are differences that make it make cooking in an RV much different. Um, and those are the those are those small things like being prepared so that you can be spontaneous, you know, cooking meals or having things set up and and ready to go for those travel days when you're going to be traveling and driving on the road for a long time or when you want to go to the beach and you don't want to you don't want to cook a big meal when you get back so um there's little things like that um and and the space too there's there's very little space <laughs> so it's very little space to keep things and very little space to um, prep things so you know you've got your little you, you kind of have to carve out your own space to, to cook things. So it's, um, there, there are a few differences, you know? So, well, I have a hard time figuring out what to cook at home in my kitchen. And I often do not have the one thing that I need. How do you plan for this? Yeah. So I, I plan uh, everything by the week. So once a week, because when you're traveling, you don't know where the grocery store is going to be, how far it's going to be. So you have to plan for that too. So um, I plan everything a, a week in advance, um, if not two weeks. And I will, I have a kind of a, like a library of recipes that I can pull from. Um, and I don't really, for me personally, I don't really 
read recipes anymore. I can just look at the title and know what it's going to be about. And then I can make it um, because I know what I like and I know how I like things prepared. Um, that helps me be able to be prepared for the day. And then I will grocery shop, like I said, once a week and I stock my fridge and my, and my pantry, which, it, which are a, um, two very large plastic containers. And I just fill them with what I'm going to need. And then every day I, I'll, I'll write down the, the meals that I'm going to make for the week. And then every day I'll go and I'll make sure that I have what I need for that day and then prepare for the next day as well. You can also, sometimes I'll also prepare everything at the beginning of the week so that it, um, I'm all set up to go for the rest for the whole week. Oh, that's clever. All right. So it's more than just grilled chicken, huh? Yeah. <laughs> more than just grilled chicken, for sure. You can make so much, so many different things on your, on your, first of all, your grill, um, or your black stone or inside your kitchen, your oven. So if you have an oven, a lot of people have taken them out, but if you have an oven in your RV, they're like, they have about this much space, um, to put anything in. So, I mean, you've got, and, and maybe this much. So, um, width. So you're, you're looking at like half sheets or like nine, uh, the eight by eight pans or things like that. So it's just, it's a little bit different, but it's, you can definitely make more than just grilled chicken. So the, the items that you're cooking doesn't necessarily have to be just RV living. This is something that you could do just as casual camping, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's camping. Um, you can do it camping tent camping or in any different style of RV. There's lots of different styles of RVs out there. Um, and if you're not in the world, they all just kind of look the same. They look the same to me before I started. So, um, but any, any type of RV like that uh, or camping um, works as well. So what skills do people need to learn in order to make cooking in an RV fun and creative? Basic skills that that you would need to learn are just about you around your space and around um, how to make meals that are easy to eat while camping. There's not usually not a lot of space to sit. You know, if you're you think about you're eating outside a lot. Um, sometimes you have a picnic table. Sometimes you don't. Um, some, a lot of people have taken out their, their kitchen table inside their RV or they don't have one. So you're eating on chairs or on sofas or, you know, wherever. So you want to make your meals easy to eat either one-handed or, you know, just with one hand on your plate and one hand on your fork, you know, and if you do make something that is heartier, like steak, cut that up for people beforehand, just slice it into slices before you serve it so that they can eat it easier. Um, just thinking ahead, really thinking about those little things that you maybe wouldn't think of when you're living in a house, you know, where you have a big space, where you have a big table. Yeah, those are some skills. So how many people are in your family? We have four. It's okay. me and my husband and my seven-year-old son and my four-year-old daughter. Oh, okay. So probably a picky eating age. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you know, I don't let that stop me from making different things. Because the only way that they are going to be 
they're going to have a wider palate as if I expose it to them. So I don't mind if they don't eat it because they at least try it. I, they have to at least try it. Um, we call it a no thank you bite. That's from Daniel Tiger. <laughs> um, but uh, you have to at least try it so that you know. And if they don't like it, that's fine. I'm not going to make them something else, but they're welcome to eat fruit or, you know, healthy snacks that they find. Yeah, they, but they are picky. <laughs> Okay, so what's your favorite dish to make? That's such a hard question. I have so many favorites. Um, last night I made a spinach artichoke strata, which was delicious. Um, it and it's just I like things that are hearty vegetable dishes mostly. Um, I don't eat a lot of meat. I like it. I can cook it. Um, chicken and fish. Um, I'm not a big red meat fan, so I don't make a lot of um, steak, but I, I do really like um, pulled pork. You can make those traditional things that you think of when you go camping, like um, in your pressure cooker or in your slow cooker. After a while, though, those get boring and they, they all start to taste the same. They have the same texture and they have the same flavors. So I like to um, challenge myself to making to make other things besides just the, just the, in, you know, inside the box. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say what my favorite is. I don't know if I have a favorite. Okay. So do you, your preference is um, grilling, slow cooking, or cooking inside the kitchen in the RV? My preference is the, the Blackstone, the griddle. Okay. So we have, we have a pretty big griddle that we can, you can use it as, so the, the fun thing about it is that you can use it for, I mean, pretty much anything. Um, and you, it, it, you can use it as a grill. You can make burgers, bacon, eggs, um, your chicken, your steak. I mean, any kind of protein, uh, kebabs. The, the, the great thing about skillets are, um, Griddles is that they don't have holes like grills do. So you can put your small veggies on it or uh, make fajitas or whatever you have. So that's my favorite method of, of cooking in an RV. How about your favorite spice? My favorite spice? Um, yeah. Well, I'm a huge garlic fan. And okay. I don't know if it necessarily counts as a spice, but I put garlic in a lot of things. <laughs> Pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. Um but I also really like um, paprika and I like uh, oregano. I like, I tend to um, go toward the Italian spices. So oregano, thyme, rosemary, um, kind of had that um, Mediterranean Italian style. What is the easiest way you're setting up your grill? You have any tips on how to cook on the grill and clean on the grill? and clean the grill. Yeah, so to before I start um, cooking on the grill, I turn it on, make it hot. Um, even if there's kind of leftover food on it from before, my husband doesn't always clean it off <laughs> the night before. So sometimes it still has like leftover food on it. So make it hot first um, and then scrub it off with, the, with your scraper. And um, then take a, you can take, you can either spray it with a with some like cooking oil that doesn't always get in the get the right places and it'll make your flame fly up. So be careful with that one. But um, what I like to do is take a, a an old towel 
or a rag and dip it in some oil, some olive oil, and take my tongs and squeeze the towel and just run it up and down the grill rack. And that will get your grill nice and oiled without causing the flames. And, um, and then you can put your, your dishes, your food right on the grill. It's nice and oiled. Um, and then another tip is to leave your food on the grill until it's ready to flip over, until the, it forms a crust on the bottom side, whatever it is, chicken or steak or, or shrimp skewers or fish, whatever you have. Make sure that it's formed that bottom layer before you flip it over because things like to fall apart. So a couple of tips. Oh, great. So what's your kids' favorite foods? Mostly fruit. Um, they love fruit, um, strawberries, anything that I can make with, with fruit in it. Um, salads, they love salad and um, lettuce and they like um, pickles. I mean, they, they have, you know, the little things that they like that I kind of just put on a big plate and like, here you go, guys. <laughs> you <know? laughs> Here's some fruit and crackers and yogurt and, you know, uh -huh. some great. salad. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they don't have a favorite dish per se. Um, maybe chicken and rice, roasted chicken and rice is probably, I'd say I could always get them to eat that one. But um, they, they like roasted uh, veggies too. So asparagus and broccoli. I think it's really all about how you present it. And if you, you get them to help you prepare it is really important too, because then they're involved in the process and they're involved in the decision-making and it, it really helps them feel like they're a part of it. And so they, when it's time to eat, they're like, yes, I, I helped, I made this, you know? And so they at least try it. Sometimes they don't always like what they prepare, but what I make them prepare, but they at least try it. And, and that really helps. For my own personal cooking problem. <laughs> I do not do well with chicken breast. My husband says my chicken breast is always dry. You have any tips for me? Yeah, absolutely. So one, one really great way is to marinate your chicken beforehand, um, or season it beforehand, you can marinate it in buttermilk, which is a really good it will absorb the the acid from the buttermilk and it breaks down those um, tough fibers and it helps keep it moist. Um, and then also with salt, if you if you um, season any meat, including chicken breast with salt before you cook it uh, and let it sit, chicken breasts only need about 30 ish minutes to an hour. Um, and that will that does kind of the same thing. It, it pulls the moisture in and it helps it retain that moisture when you cook it. Um, and then the other thing is make get a digital thermometer and make sure that the chicken is um, does not go over 165 degrees. You can even pull it out like 163, 164. Um, so that any anything over that is really going to overcook it and dry it out. Um, a couple other things are let it sit after you cook it on the cutting board for at least five minutes. Um, the juices, when it's cooking, the juices disperse. Um, but when it sits and rests, the it's not on heat anymore. Those juices kind of come back and back into the chicken and it, it reabsorbs, um, which makes it juicier. So a um, couple of tips there. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. All right. So uh, what's been your favorite place to visit when you're traveling? Um, 
Well, you know, we, we started not too long ago, um, but we I've really enjoyed here in, in Rockport, Texas has been great. Um, it's a small town. It's bigger than I thought it was going to be, but it, it's uh, right on the beach. So we get to go to the beach here in Texas. Um, and it's the, the weather is really actually pretty nice. Uh, it, in the evenings, it cools down and you get that really nice breeze from the ocean. Um, I know for a fact we're after this, we're going to, uh, to, we're going to go through Louisiana and into Alabama and into Florida. And I know for a fact that I'm going to like the, the oceans in, um, Alabama and Florida probably better, but for now, this has been the best place so far. Yeah. Great. Well, any closing tips that you have? If you want to live an RV life, you can totally do it. Don't let cooking hold you back. Have you started like a cooking book or a cooking blog or anything of that nature? Yeah. So I have my, my blog, which is um, my, my previous blog, um, Salty Lemon Sister. And I'm also starting a cookbook um, for RV cooking specifically. And I've also got a Facebook group. Um, that for RV cooking, and I've got a course as well for face uh, for RV cooking as well. Great resources. All right, we'll get yeah. links to all of those, and we'll post them underneath for all of you listeners. All right. Well, Lindsay, this has been fun. I really and I really appreciate the chicken breast tips. I really do. My husband <laughs> does too. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll enjoy your travels and just the blessings that you have with seeing the country and spending that really devoted time with your babies. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.